0: Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Tag Team, the Pokemon Trading Card Games premiere podcasting duo. My name is Riley Holbert, joined, as always, by my good, good friend, J.W. Crewall. J.W., how's it going today?
1: Hey, it's going pretty well, Riley. How are you?
0: Man, I'm not gonna lie, I'm stressed, but I'm thriving, too, you know? like Yeah, you were you just to...
1: saying how how you were playing with your hair, because you're so stressed.
0: Uh, I, I don't know if I'm so stressed, but I am stressed. And when I do that, I twirl my finger like around the end of my hair uh, because it has Mm -hmm. like a little bit of a curl to it. So like I twist around the curl, but then it makes my whole hair very chaotic. Um, So just a mess. But, you know, things are going well on the whole. I can't complain. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, I when I get stressed, I eat a lot of chewing gum. So I have. Yeah, this was like a week ago. It's already gone. My spearmint extra
0: yeah well i was telling you i got another
1: one that's halfway through
0: i was telling you last week about the ice breakers and how those are like deadly for me um yeah yeah so i am out of ice breakers i didn't i didn't do buy you, new ones when i went to the store
1: do you do the mint ones or do you get the um yeah i get the, the flavored one, ones the
0: green one like green apple no it's it's like the spearmint versus like. Uh whatever else mint
1: see i like the flavored ones like the fruity icebreakers are that sounds so awful good right. i like sour mint.
0: One. the whole po- oh, i like mint because it's like cold you know it's it's a cold sensation when you bite into it and i like I that a lot so. i really like
1: bubblegum flavor but i never buy the bubblegum flavored chewing gum because then i would just like the spearmint is like something that i'll eat and i'll just have like one piece like periodically but then the bubble gum, I would just like probably just eat like multiple pieces <laughs> at a time. I just, I don't know, I like it too much. Yeah, well, that's
0: just candy at that point, right?
1: Well, right, that's what I'm saying. So,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. cool. Any so. exciting developments in the last week in the world of JW?
1: I wish I could say that there was. I'm going to be going this upcoming week. I'm leaving tomorrow for uh, for a high school friend's wedding. So in the wedding party for that. And so I'm going to be leaving tomorrow and going there and yeah. And then quarantining afterwards, (laughs) I'm going to try to get a, trying to get a COVID test after the wedding. Um, but it should be very small, you know, very, uh, I mean, as safe as you can have it, you know, with inviting people. So I mean, you know, I'm going to take a risk, right. It it is a risk, but at the same time, that's also like a wedding of a really good friend. And I, I trust, uh, I trust everyone that's going there to be safe. You know, it's not like a friend, it's a friend that's, um, that's, you know, would, would be conscious and, and their family would be conscious of COVID. So, yeah. um, yeah, I'm feeling as safe as I can be in that kind of social setting. Sure. So, yeah.
0: Nice. Nice. Well, yeah. Enjoy your expedition.
1: Yeah. It'll be fun. I mean, because this is really is the first time that I've seen people. Yeah. Um, you know, in close proximity since <laughs> March. So
0: yeah, I, mean, I feel like I haven't seen a human being in forever, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we would do things like with with the church group um, and go out, you know, to like a park or something. But we just haven't stayed anywhere with anyone inside yeah. in six months.
0: Yeah, that's so, kind really, right of where we are right now. Kind of where we are. Yep. Yeah. It's definitely a wild scenario. It sure is. So let's jump right in then. Let's let's talk poke. Uh Players Cup, Rage is on. A couple weeks left to finish out that qualification. And mm-hmm. we've seen some some shifts in how things are going if you ask me at least. Um yep. I think primarily the the main benefactor of which has been Lucario Melmetal uh kind of went from nobody really playing it and then I got a couple of nice performances, including Andrew's finish at the Full Grip Online Series last week, um, mm-hmm. and since then I think it's been truly very popular. It's been making a lot of waves. A lot of people are playing it, and a lot of top players are playing it at these Players Cup tournaments. So, you know, I have my own thoughts. I've I've always enjoyed the Cardial Metal. JW, do you have any insight as to why it's been on such a rise?
1: Yeah, well, I've actually been playing it a lot for my player's cup run and and we can talk about just our individual performances here in a second, but uh, it's a deck that gives you more than one turn, uh, gives you more (laughs) than, you know, two, three turns like uh, the, the ADP, right. Can you, you know, almost immediately, you know, from the first couple of turns, like whether or not you win or lose, but with um, Lucario Melmetal, you have a little bit of uh, wiggle room to outplay your opponent. Um, I've actually found some of the most interesting Matchups in this format to be a Lucario Melmetal mirror. And I say interesting, you know, relatively speaking, but um, it's certainly the most thinking that I've had to do in this format in terms of, you know, what do I attack with when? And when do I play certain cards as opposed to holding on to certain cards? And, you know, when do I set up a backup attacker or not? And just all these little things that I have to think about in that matchup. I've really been enjoying myself uh, with that. I think again the deck gives players the most room to outplay their opponents and i think that's why we're seeing people jump onto it as a viable option
0: yeah no doubt i've it's been a favorite of mine in my players cup events so far as well um, and for mm-hmm. a lot of the same reasons that you said you get multiple turns it slows down the tempo of the game it's one of the only decks where i will choose to intrepid sword and that's like my choice you know I'll, I'll have like the ability to attack and <laughs> yeah. i'm like well actually i want to intrepid sword this turn and like do something next turn that's like what much more fabulous than this yeah um, sure you know and you get to hide behind the dolls and you have this like tanking factor I uh, you have a really good match matchup with the zamazentas uh, and just using the one Zacian to pick off major threats mm-hmm. it's uh it's really very fun and You know, you have a weak matchup into Fire Decks. We'll talk about Fire Decks. But uh, the fact that you get to take these games out and make more strategic play, um, I think has made it really a big draw for a lot of these decks. Um,
1: Yeah, and you look at the favorable matchups for Lucario and Melmetal, and you have a favorable matchup into straight Eternatus. You have a very, I would say, unfavorable matchup into Poison. Eternatus depending on how like this the skill level of the player um, But then you also take a very favorable well, I, I maybe not very favorable but a favorable matchup for my experience into ADP So that's another reason you know when we're seeing these players cup tournaments especially early on a lot of people were just running ADP I think I've seen <laughs> less and less ADP as the tournaments have gone on I don't quite know why uh, that would be, but I, I certainly have noticed a dip as opposed to like the first I've played 25 now the first 12 I would say I hit ADP at least one time a tournament and then these last, you know, 12 I've pretty much seen it sporadically. Um, but you look at those two being kind of the the big bullies of the format, and then <laughs> you you also have ways to get around fire. Uh, in the form of the Bronzong. It's not a perfect answer by any means, particularly if Senta Scorch, which is the biggest fire deck right now, particularly if Senta Scorch plays a Cramorant, they're very easily able to deal with, you know, at the very least one Bronzong. It's really hard to get two Bronzong up in that matchup, but uh, with a Cramorant, they're able to do that. And so Senta Scorch isn't quite the, you know, easiest matchup, even if you do include something like a Bronzong. But it is a deck that you can try to tech for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely a just solid all around deck. I mean Mm -hmm. the fire matchup is what it is, right? Like the fire decks, as long as they have a cramorant, will definitely beat you pretty much. Um and Honestly, like, I don't even bother with the bronze online very often.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because
0: uh, yeah, it just feels like a waste of space 90% of the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, sure, it is. But I think that the deck also has that room.
0: You know, you're playing it does. a full No, kind of, it definitely does. Like, it's one of the most a full flexible kind of lists.
1: So you have, yeah, I would say you have somewhere between four and six slots that you can just kind of fool around with, you know, um, and, and kind of tailor the deck to your, to your liking. And so I, I like that as well about the list is that you just have that option.
0: Agreed for sure. It's a very flexible yeah. deck. It's honestly, you know, it's similar to ADP in the fact that it has yeah. a lot of room to work with and make things happen within the list itself. It just tends to focus on more defensive strategies as opposed to offensive strategies. So, whereas sure. an ADP might play a Pokemon Catcher or, you know, uh, an Eldegoss for an extra boss's orders or whatever. You might have, uh, you know, Lucario Melmetal ones that play an extra Poke Doll or they'll play. Some crushing hammers, or you know, some of those more uh, slow the game down, like get you down mm-hmm. to my speed kind of cards. Yep, absolutely. So I do slightly disagree. I don't think the ADP matchup is inherently favorable. Um, I think it's probably one of your closest matchups, actually. Um, uh,
1: okay, yeah, and I mean that is I I don't think it would be considered unfavorable. I, I would say at the very least it's favorable. From my experience.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's unfavorable at all. Um, I just think it's very, very close, Um, especially depending on, like, how the ADP player chooses to route their game. Um, Sure. The ADP player can actually make, it's one of the few matchups where the ADP player can actually make, like, meaningful decisions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And, And that's it, too. You know, I've had a, I've actually had a few of the ADP in the last, you know, 10 tournaments that have just, like, they've played a turbo version but they've played it like exactly like a turbo version or they're just dumping all their resources on yeah. turn one. And it's and I like, don't well, you, you know, that. you could, you could just slow down, you know, just take one turn to intrepid sword and you're probably in a way better spot.
0: Yeah. I, I think the ADPs that I've been most afraid of are the ones that are willing to take some more time to tempo out and like make the game play to like kind of play to both of our decks in a way. Um, yeah. I've seen ADPs also try to, um, use a second adp as like their next attacker so like they'll attack with an adp a Zacian, and an adp i've seen that uh, it almost worked for them but not quite because uh, they ran out of <laughs> i think they prized a, a water energy or something but you know, sure you know they, yeah. the idea was actually good i think it was a good idea
1: <laughs>
0: yeah yeah to a ko regardless if you're swinging with an adp or asian so
1: sure so why not give yourself that extra hp
0: yeah anyway though Shifting away from that, I I wanted to talk next about kind of the effect that has it had on the meta at large. So I think the most obvious and immediate effect of Lucario Melmetal rising in prominence has been the subsequent rise of fire decks. Uh, You Mm -hmm. called out Santa Scorch is probably one of the main offenders. Um, Green's Charizard has made a slight surge ever since Danny played it at the uh, the Limitless event. Uh, People Mm -hmm. have been really interested in Green's Zard. I mean, even like Baby Lecephalon is still kicking. You know, it's still there. Yeah. You can't forget about yeah. it. Um, Certainly. And you know, obviously, all those decks take a either auto win or very favorable matchup against Lucario Melmetalization. So it makes sense then that you'd play it in in the rise of that meta. And I think Pokemon players love a love a counter, right? Like they love to hit yeah. for weakness and like do that damage. You know. So. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, it is really thrilling. To uh to go in with baby blecephalon or like to get a big Scented Scorch built up and just be doing you know three four hundred damage a turn it's it's pretty fun
0: yeah and uh and you know Torrid as well kind of really advocating for Scented Scorch with the magneton so got a lot of angles here a lot of things coming into play with fire and people are about that people really like welder yeah um and it shows so it's pretty
1: it's pretty curious now that i mean we're i don't think we'll ever reach a stage where water becomes the best play or or becomes a viable play like it's seen some um you know some success in terms of tournaments uh, there was a Limitless tournament where I uh, there was a Frost Moth Lapras that got top eight. But, um, you know, I don't think we're going to reach a stage just because of how good ADP is and how good Lucario Melmetal and Eternatus are. Like, I don't think we'll ever reach a stage where it goes that like next step into, OK, um, fire is good. So now water will be good. I don't think we're we're going to reach that. Um, but why do you think maybe wa- we can't take that next step in a metagame evolution to see water rise up?
0: Yeah. And I, I do have some more thoughts on fire specifically, but yeah. I, I think the water decks themselves just aren't good enough. Really. Um, I think if Lapras had like 20 more health, um, to help it like take that mm-hmm. hit from an Eternus more cleanly, it would be in a much better position as a deck mm-hmm. as it mm-hmm. stands right now. Um, you know, you're not, you're really swinging for the fences against adp like you're not you don't have a reliable strategy there um, besides just doing your normal thing and hoping adp doesn't do their thing better than you yeah um, yeah the cargo metal i think like the water decks like lapras actually maybe have a chance if they're able to load up just some insanely ridiculous lapras um, mm-hmm. and sweep but that's just like not a consistent strategy you know you don't even have intrepid sword to like build up massive hands to perform that which is one of the major benefits of Zacian in general is that you can, if your opponent's not doing anything, you can just build up an insane hand and go to town. Yeah, for sure, Um, for sure. And so it's just like, it's got like these weird angles that just like don't quite work for it. Um, So yeah, like if you play a Lapras deck, you'll probably beat every uh, Scorch that you play that logically follows, (laughs) you know, a a minimum (laughs) energy Lapras will KO a Scorch. You don't even need a Frostmoth to do that right um, like you could just use the first attack on the lapras v to like get a second energy on it evolve it next turn attach a third and you'll probably sweep from there <laughs> yeah <laughs> sure, sure but uh you know i guess everything else like a you have to rely on getting frost Frostmoth out which yeah. that already sucks um b like the water attackers aren't that phenomenal both yeah both inteleon and lapras are 320 hpv maxes which is like the floor of VMAX health um, and they don't have like exceptional attacks under them either um, like yeah the sniping on Italian's cool but like it comes at the cost of like not getting really clean knockouts um, yeah. until you get like a lot of counters on the board to like work with yeah um, certainly and then on the Lapras side of things like yeah you have uncapped damage but you're really relying on getting a lot of energy in play to do that kind of damage outside of the fire matchups, so it's just yeah. like there's just so much going on with these water decks, they're more complicated than the other decks. There's more yeah. moving parts to them,
1: yeah, certainly. And that's again not to say like no one can do well with them because I, I know people that have done well with um Intellion in the Players' Cup, um, but like you're saying, it kind of struggles with that low health, um, it struggles a little bit with getting the clean knockouts, um, and it, it really runs into a wallet for my. Uh, experience just into Eternatus which has been a very like right. well, consistent... that's why I think
0: the health matters the most right it was like Eternatus yeah. could actually reach that so right exactly
1: exactly so um yeah, yeah just interesting thoughts there so we want to circle back to fire sorry to get off on that tangent no we circle back totally. to fire you had a few you had a few thoughts about uh about fire decks in this format
0: well I mean I think I mean in general I think fire decks are okay Uh, they're not decks that i gravitate towards because i really don't like welder right now um it's clearly still a powerful supporter but it you just have such a strong idea of like what a welder deck is capable of and the fact they like they can't welder and boss you in the same turn um Mm -hmm. which is to me is a really big deal um so like if they don't have something powered up immediately then you know that whatever's on your bench is safe for the Mm -hmm. most part on that turn and uh you know they're more gimmicky in the fact they require multiple pieces in hand to perform their combo to the fullest extent and in a format where you play marnie and stuff uh, it's a lot harder to ask that it's a lot easier to ask for you know a sequence of cards over a course of a turn than it is to ask for yep. multiple cards at once on demand um, yeah you know if you get marnied but you need like a two card combo uh, like you need energy switch and a patch that's simpler to achieve because if you if you research and draw a patch and then you did and draw a uh, a energy switch or whatever, you've got that combo and it's over the course of like multiple efforts to draw. Whereas, you know, you get your draw uh, and you get like a DNA or a crowbat and you get your welder, which that just feels unfortunate to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so like to get around that, the greens decks are all playing surge, but yeah, and like the breakstar deck you know obviously it searches out cards like it equips these large combos uh, mm-hmm. but then it's just like yeah. oh you, you know you, your break shard got reset stamped or marnied after you got the search <laughs> off and and now actually every single card that you wanted is on the bottom of your deck yeah <laughs> <laughs> right right
1: so well that and that's actually the meta is uh, to actually grab three bad cards <laughs> to Put them on the bottom
0: of the deck yeah. after the opponent's. Mark. So that way, the rest yeah. of your deck is better when you it. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. That's insane. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just like they're fine. They're good decks. It's just it's not something I would gravitate towards because I think the wilder decks are really pigeonholed in how they play the game. Um, mm-hmm. I think the the flexibility that these, especially these Zacian decks, just have a lot of flexibility with how they play game to game, and I think it serves their benefit. Obviously, because they're True. the best decks. Sure, sure.
1: So let's talk a little bit about our individual Players' Cup runs. Riley, you've done five tournaments. I've done 25 tournaments. And let's just kind of go over how we've been doing, how we feel about everything that's happened and, and kind of what we've seen during the course of the tournaments. Everything that's
0: happened makes it sound like there was some massive tragedy or something.
1: No. Yeah, well, how um, do we feel about everything that's
0: happened? <laughs> does that not sound like tragic? Uh, um,
1: I'd like to propose a moment of silence for <laughs> the Players' Cup 2 entrants that are hovering in the 60-point realm.
0: So that that does remind me, though. Uh, so first things first, uh, we made a mistake with our math. Honestly, we don't have like a great explanation for how we got such bad math. It was just a grievous error on our part in terms of calculations. Um, so I would like to issue a redaction, um, the average distribution of points in a player's cup is actually 1.25. Um, so the overall average points, assuming you have a 50, 50 chance of winning around, which again, uh, is kind of a faulty assumption outright, um, for a multitude of reasons. Um, but under that assumption, you would get 62.5 points for playing in the player's cup. So just wanted to clear mm-hmm. the air that before anything, that being said, diving into my particular run. Um, so I played five so far. I was kind of, I'm trying to like wait it out and get into like that midpoint. So like starting like this in next week, I think is when I'll play the most. Yep. Um, and I played only the car, medal metal so far and it's gone pretty well. I have 16 points. So two finals and two wins so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one, that's really good. One loss in first round. So it's been good. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously it's a small sample size. Uh, I've just played a very, very straightforward Lucario Metal Metal list. No fancy tricks, just like maxed out counts of pretty much everything, and I've really enjoyed it. It's very similar to the list that Andrew played at the uh, Full Grip Online series last week. Mm-hmm. Um, just playing high counts of the stuff that matters and hitting that stuff. Mm-hmm. And haven't really hit any Fire decks. Actually, almost every single round of all of these events, I've played either Eternatus or ADP. Um, mm. So I have played 13 rounds of Pokemon so far and nine of them have been against the turn or ADP. Wow. Um, the other four were two Mewtwo's, one water, one fire, um, a guillotine to Garchomp in the finals of one, which was kind of interesting. Cool. And I almost rage quit that game because my opponent <laughs> was drawing like crazy. And he, and then he GG ended my guy uh, after taking an insane knockout, like he he got this like insanely ridiculous play where he yeah. like gusted my Luke metal before it attacked and uh, like hit double zigzagoon and also calamitous slash on turn two, yeah. Uh, and and then he GG ended. And then I like marnied him, and he got everything he needed to GG end my. Zashian and I for some reason I thought that I took prizes and so I was like oh I just lose so I just like yeah. I closed the game out and then I opened it back up and it put me back in the tournament I'm like oh I didn't lose yet and then I won that game. <laughs> <laughs> That's so epic. It was, it was pretty sick. Not gonna lie. That's I literally rage quit and then won. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. But it, it is good to know though. I learned something from that. I I learned a don't rage quit. Well, I learned b GGN doesn't take prizes, and I I always I don't know. I know that obviously, but like if, right. whenever you see it happen, you're like, oh, ah, yeah. he just knocked out my guy, dude. What the?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're moving everything to the discard pile, so
0: the only time you
1: do that for the most part is when he's kill when they something. man. Right. So right.
0: so like I learned that, and I also learned. Like, if you happen to DC from a player's cup momentarily and get logged out, you actually can, like, get back into it um, if you yeah. haven't timed out yet. So, yeah, um, that's pretty re- cool. And I did have that happen later in the night. Like, I had a brief lapse of internet connection. I had to re-log in, and uh, I was still in it, which was kind of cool. Um, that's great. But, yeah, so I, I played 2 Mewtwo's, one GGN, and uh, what was the other deck? Oh, Pekorom was the fourth of the non-ADP stacks. Um, yeah. decks. And yeah. So... I what i'll say is in my experience the meta has been very centralized um i think that has been a lot of people's experience as well especially with adp um mm-hmm. and luke metal has kind of served well into that meta if i honestly if i even sniff like two fire decks i'll probably switch decks. <laughs> like, as soon as yeah. i see my second fire deck i'll try something else for a little bit
1: <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i mean i've i've seen a fair amount of uh of fire decks and um you know, again, I've I've tried to play in my Lucario Mill Metal a uh, you know a two two line of brown song, but uh, if people are going to play Cramorant and they're Sent to Scorch, which has been the case, uh, I probably am just going to drop it from here on out. Was something that I was trying, and and it beat one Fire deck that I played, one Sent to Scorch, and then I lost to another one. So it's been, you know, for four slots in a deck, I'd probably rather at this point um, go forward with something that will help more matchups. Um, but it was a fun little experiment. So I'm sitting at about, I believe I'm at 34 points out of 25 tournaments. And that's like, certainly not where I want to be. Um, but it's a lot better than where I was. I was at something ridiculous before, like today, where it was like 17 points on 15 tournaments or something like that. And like, it's not a market improvement, but I'm trending up. And so.
0: (laughs) Always good to trend up, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I mean, at the end of the day, like 250 or 200 and what, 56 people will make it. Mm -hmm. And then some people won't. Like, that's just the nature of like having a cutoff. So, you you know, (laughs) I feel like I don't know. I feel like I have to say that, though, because, um, you know, there are there are people that are getting very, very upset with their performance. And, you know, I'm I was in that camp to an extent, just like uh, feeling very unlucky or feeling like, um, you know, I couldn't catch a break. And, and I think there, you know, there's certainly some element of truth in that, but also, you know, it's just, that's how it goes. Um, I just want to say that it's not the end of the world. You know, if you go through these 50 keys and find yourself on the outside looking in, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. There will be more chances. Hopefully
0: it's heavily implied there'll be another player's cup so at the very least just,
1: just again um i've talked about on the cast and on different you know twitch streams and youtube videos like how to be successful over the course of a tournament and then you look back at your performance whether or not you did well like whether or not you won or even if you lost like if you if you play to your strengths and you play um, doing everything that you can to win. I don't think you can be upset if you lose. And no. so um, just keeping that level headedness, I think it's been really helpful. And also being able to take a break. I found myself recently playing a tournament and then losing and then being kind of tilted, but like wanting to run it back immediately after. And then I just had to like take a step back <laughs> and say, Hey, you know, maybe tonight isn't the best night to play another one like yeah i think for me i get caught in this um you know trying to like prove myself like one more just one more just one more you know i know this can work i know this can work when maybe i could just take a step back we're still you know a couple weeks from the end of this thing uh and and retry again some other time
0: yeah and uh i asked something i was actually going to say as well is if you're if you're not into it like don't force yourself to play at that moment in time right like Tilt is a real thing and it like actively will impair your gameplay, even if you don't realize it, like while you're in the moment and it's hard to yeah. see if you don't like save your VODs or like record your gameplay to be able to look back because you well, won't, you won't notice the mistakes. So even if you're taking like written notes, you know, you're not going to write down the mistakes that you made in those instances. Yeah. Um, I'll say if you're not into it, just take a break. Like it's going to serve to your benefit. Um, don't let yourself fall into the cycle of tilt. Cause what's going to happen is you know, let's say you made it to... Let's say you lost round one in a tournament and it was a really unfortunate loss and, like, you genuinely got very unlucky. Um, and it happens. You know, sometimes you will draw Dedenne D- and seven energy and that's it. And, like, you'll get donked on turn two by Azashin. Uh, and we've all been there. But mm-hmm. if you are very upset after that and, you know, you're, com- you're fuming about your luck um, yeah. and it's, like, an ongoing thing, don't click that event button again like just take a breather maybe take even if it's just like 15 minutes to an hour and just don't play for a little bit like step back like re-center yourself because if you click that event button again what's gonna happen is you're already tilted you'll make some minor mistake you won't realize it at the time you'll end up losing the game you'll attribute it to further luck get more upset continue to make worse and worse mistakes while not seeing them because you're just upset and think that everything mm-hmm. at this point is now you continually being unlucky and yeah. it's just a cycle it's a it's a horrible cycle a cycle that i myself have fallen into before um yeah at like yeah. real life events so yeah so you know sure. take advantage of the fact that we have an online tournament where you can step back for a little bit and chill yeah, <laughs> like, yeah exactly and
1: then and then i i think too like if you're finding that you are not being as successful as you want to be, um, you know, certainly like, first of all, give your deck the time, you know, we talked about this, Uh, a lot on the last cast but give the deck the time that it needs to kind of show the results and then if Mm -hmm. you are finding that you're not succeeding after you know 10 or 15 tournaments you know maybe then it's time to switch decks certainly that's what i did i was on luke metal for like the first five and then i switched to adp because it seemed like all these people were uh you know saying okay i i used all my tickets and i got adp and i got 100 points and it just seemed like so easy so i was playing adp and then i lost you know in the first round i don't know probably eight out of the next 10 tournaments that I played. And I'm like, well, I guess, you know, I should probably switch back. And then I have been playing Lucario Melmetal and just have been having a much greater return per key with that deck. And so just being able to, again, like you said, take a step back, breathe, see that what you're doing maybe isn't working and and either switch decks, try again a different day or, uh, you know, do both, you know, try to find some strategy to kind of get back into the zone.
0: I'll also say... Be really thoughtful about you know what mistakes you might be making. Like even in games that were unlucky, there's probably a point somewhere where you could have helped to make things more in your favor, and you didn't, or you made a mistake, and that's fine. Like we all make those mistakes. The best players in the world make mistakes all the time, um, but be thoughtful about those. Like don't attribute things to luck when you could have done more. Um, is ultimately like the kind of mindset you need to have, and. If you're if you're not able to like keep track of that as well in game, like just record your games. It's much easier to yeah. see in hindsight. Like, oh, you yeah. know, I, I benched this Pokemon and I clearly shouldn't have, or I didn't thin this Pokemon in my hand. And I got my Wild. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, it might seem like it's luck in the moment, but there's a lot of things that happen to make the luck work, right? Like Yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Certainly. Certainly. So what all that said, what do you think the Point cutoff will be this has been a topic of conversation in my streams, uh, amongst the people in in my community. From you know, we have another week's worth of data. What do you think the cutoff will be for the Players Cup? Too,
0: yeah, it's tough because, like, and we were kind of talking about this before the stream, it's tough because the people who are posting about their results are the ones who are like happy about it usually. So, you know, you'll see the people who got 100 plus points and are, are feeling good about themselves and they'll post their deck and like what they were doing. Um, you won't see the people who finished with like 62.5 points and just weren't having a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, that all being said, I, I think the cutoff is going to be somewhere around 80. Um, I've seen a lot of people try and do like mathematical models around it. And I don't think that's like wholly appropriate, um, A, because I think the assumptions that you have to make about, like, what is an average result are inherently flawed. Um, and B, like, it's really hard to distribute this on, like, a normal distribution because we don't really know how many people are attempting to do this. Yeah, you know, We can only get, like, a vague idea. So um, sure. I, I think somewhere in the 80 range, it might be lower, it might be higher. I It's really hard <laughs> well, to say this. That's,
1: that's true, Riley. It might be lower. Or...
0: Or maybe On it's, or maybe it's, 150, or maybe it's one hundred and fifty, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, maybe all the really driven, talented people are playing later, and they just haven't done it yet. You know? Yeah, sure. You know, we don't have like a great estimate for it. I think, I think somewhere like 70, seventy, eighty, ninety, like somewhere in that ballpark. Is I think seventy to eighty is probably the safer guess. Um, yeah. But I mean, if I would feel very confident if I was ninety plus. Um, if I was over 90 points, I would feel pretty sure that I was going to make it. Um, so I think sure. rather than think about the cutoff, I would say where I feel comfortable and I would feel comfortable if I was over 90 points.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and true. Like you look back at a 90 point performance, um, knowing that each tournament would return an expected value of about a point and a quarter. And you would say, yeah, you know, 90 points. I, I pretty much shattered that expectation yeah. for what it sh- what I should have performed that. And so, you know if that's your barometer for success and 90 you get you know 90 plus and you you know end up not making the top uh 256 like i think you just say okay well <laughs> yeah you know i i really put in my all <laughs> yeah i
0: mean if you make 90 and don't get it i like i apologize for a setting that expectation but and b because i think you have personally done very well if you've got 90 yeah. so you know i think you deserve something for that <laughs>
1: You'll get a pat on the back from tag team,
0: yeah, for sure. Uh, do you have any like dissenting thoughts about it? I, I think it's just so hard to like model that out.
1: It really is. I mean we we have more information. so um you know the more that we get like i I presume um the the cast you know two weeks from now, right, which will be the last cast before the f- the end of the players' cup right. You know, we'll have the most information you would presume that, <laughs> a majority of the people will have finished and we'll get to know pretty well what is uh, what the cutoff is, you know, a little bit more, obviously with more data points, we'll know a little bit better. So um, seeming to, I, I would have to guess, yeah, somewhere in that 70 to 80 point range seems correct. Like you said, a lot of people have been um, posting that they're, you know, if they're if they're posting their point totals, they're very happy about them and they're very proud of them. So uh, you're going to see that. So if you're seeing that on you know Facebook or, or Twitter, and you're seeing these people like, oh yeah, you know played ADPZ and got a hundred points, um, just take that with a grain of salt because there's that person that played ADPZ and got fifty <laughs> points and fifty keys. You know, I mean, there just is that yeah. <laughs> person out there. So um, just be careful by judging yourself by what others are posting on social media, just because that is, you know, that is for everything, but also in Pokemon cards, that is a place where people want to, you know, kind of inflate themselves. And, and for good reason, I think a lot of the cases, but um, nobody's trying to be malicious, but in any case, you're going to see this kind of very um, polished players cup performance. If people want to showcase that
0: for sure. Yeah. And don't place too much of your value on, Unlike your player's performance, it's you know just another yeah. event at the end of the day. Exactly. So let's jump into our next segment, which is our card of the week. So JW, you got something special for us today? Well, we have gone with
1: very nostalgic cards in the past. We've gone with some cards that uh, mean something personally to us. And I have opted to go for a card that I just think the artwork is very hilarious uh it is a fighting pokemon okay it is a basic pokemon okay it is a 50 hp pokemon from the crystal guardians expansion okay and it looks like I won't even say what it looks like, but I'll just say the name at this point. Well, actually, let me read the
0: Yeah, read the dex entry.
1: The dex entry and see if you can get this one.
0: Yes, that, I, I, love ge- fun, I love I love ge- I love guessing Pokémon from dex entries. Yeah, let me let me just go ahead and get that up. Okay. <laughs> so, where are we at? Okay.
1: Its skin is very thin. If it is exposed to light, its blood heats up. Causing it to grow weak.
0: What? Uh, <laughs> is it a? I, is it what? Is it a diglet?
1: Bro, it is. How did you know?
0: Because diglets are moles, so they're always underground, right?
1: Oh, I didn't. You know what? I never really thought about diglet having skin.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's kind of interesting, but okay. <laughs>
1: Well, did you? Did you really think about Diglett? Is, is this the
0: Diglet dig? that's on the wave?
1: Yes, it's the diglet uh, that's okay. on the wave. Okay, so this is... um. <laughs> let me describe the card for those of you that are listening. <laughs> this is from EX Crystal Guardians. It's card number 52, uh, 42... No, no, 50 out of 100 in the English expansion and 42 out of 75 in the English, in the Japanese uh, expansion. And it's the side of a cliff and there's a diglet. And there's an ocean with a giant wave coming and this Diglett is looking at the wave and it's got like a sweat, <laughs> a sweat running down. It's, uh, running that card down its is so tent. good. <laughs> it's like simple and, and beautiful and like the art, like really isn't anything particularly special. It has kind of this angular design to it. Um, but it just it's so funny like this is a perfect example of a pokemon card telling a story yeah and that's one of the things that really draws me to card art is that if i can see the story being told in the card like it's one image but i can already like feel <laughs> how that Diglett must be feeling you know, seeing <laughs> it's it's like mortal enemy come crashing uh, at it it's
0: just so funny isn't so- there another card too that like has like a sequel or prequel to that card it's like related in some way i feel like
1: well we'll have to give that challenge out to our listeners to find that because i can't think I, of it off i the top swear of my there's head. a
0: card that like has that wave and the diglet and like the background or something uh i forget what it is though i think it came out like later too i'm pretty like a significantly later i'm pretty sure
1: Okay, so they 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 were kind of like
0: oh, calling giving an homage, yeah. Kind of like how some of, I don't know if you knew this, but like some of the, um, I f- I forget what it was. Oh, it was like the uh the behemoth and uh mm-hmm. that were used in like the Item Lock deck or whatever. um They had art that was in reference to cards from like the Neo era. They were on like the same buildings. You know how in like the Neo era like, there's always cards. Yeah, it was a reference to the Abra on the I think it was on the Elohim, the small one
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: was on the same like Spire as the Abra. It was kind of like, a yeah. so the, the Digley I think, had a similar card or was like in reference to that.
1: OK, well, good. Well, we'll have to um, research that. Yeah,
0: don't get back next week. Don't quote me on that, but I, I swear.
1: I mean, certainly to me, this is very iconic and anyone that's on the uh, on the Patreon knows that. I have this as the banner there. I just think it's so funny. It's like <laughs> such an emotional card. It is. In just like a the funny way that Pokemon is, right? Like Pokemon die and like Pokemon are <laughs> creepy and like Pokemon get hurt and all this stuff. But it's like a cartoon. So like this Diglett, you know, water, presumably it's, it's weak to grass on the card. But like water is also a, a weakness of Diglett and just like staring down. The thing that could kill you and just like be like being so sweaty about it you know i it's just it's so funny
0: it is to me. it's such a good card that's Tell awesome it. thanks for sharing that with us jw i loved it i love that card i it's a great card it's one of my favorite arts i think ever like you said it tells a it tells a great story you you know how that Diglett's the emotional state that Diglett's in
1: yeah yeah <laughs> exactly and i feel like that sometimes too
0: oh <laughs> we all do <laughs> So I think we've reached a point in the cast and we can open it up to chat uh, for questions. So if anyone has any thoughts that they want us to, to touch on on the player's cup or uh, cards that you like or Pokemon in general, feel free to drop those in the chat. I see a couple from my friend Thomas asking about Mega Beedrill and Yanmega and Mega Gyarados, all of which mm. are currently uh, non-existent or very bad. So
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Well it's good to know i'm glad we have that in uh
0: in in podcast
1: form yeah Yeah. um riley do you think you'll stay with your lucario melmetal deck through the duration of the player's cup
0: no once i hit two fire decks in a row i'm out bro (laughs)
1: like i mean i know you said that but i thought it. no that's like
0: not cap i'm out Okay. Okay. <laughs> Once I hit the second one in a row, I'm gone. Like, catch me not playing Lucario Metal ever again. <laughs>
1: what would you play?
0: I don't know. We'll figure it out when we get there. <laughs> Honestly, I'll just play Mad Party. Mad Party destroys the fire effects. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it actually does. <laughs> yeah, no. Mad Party. I,
1: I actually lost to a Mad Party with Lucario Melmetal. Fuck. It was
0: bad, dude that's so sick. I love that deck, man. It
1: was it was it hurt, but I was like, you know, props to you for bringing mad party. Um one deck that I've been really uh seeing and and kind of enjoying, we touched on a little bit from the player's cup is the Poison Eternatus. Yeah. And I find that normal Eternatus has a very bad matchup into lucario not to not to shift all perspective through the through lucario melmetal but um just to say that poison eternitus is a very viable way to play eternitus um and one that i've lost to a couple of times with uh, with lucario melmetal having that answer to zamazenta in the form of poison uh, is very strong
0: yeah
1: and uh, just being up. able to reach those high numbers for um you know on to other Vmaxes is also a perk of playing the poison build
0: no i i definitely agree i i like the poison Eternitus. actually dustin zimmerman uh on undaunted just tweeted earlier today how he's been doing very very well with um the poison variant of eternities so definitely don't write that off um yeah obviously it's got a little less consistency because there's just more going on but a very good deck for sure
1: yeah absolutely
0: how about you? Are you planning on sticking it out with uh, Luke Metal for the rest of the way?
1: Uh, just it it feels great um, to play a deck that I can outplay my opponents. I mean, I, again, I've I've felt that the most clearly in the mirror match, where certainly I've played a couple of mirror matches where I just you know kind of lost just because the opponent drew better, but there have been a couple of games that I look back on in that mirror where I've been able to kind of overcome a slower start or overcome just a very unlucky break and, uh, and take the match. So I look at those as being as being matchups that I look forward to just in terms of trying to out strategize. And that's something that I've missed for a while here in, uh, in this format, just with the speed of ADP um, just the power of Eternatus, I really enjoy that kind of back and forth gameplay over multiple turns.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Being able to yeah. extend the game out and feel like your choices matter is yeah very satisfying. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so don't snipe me and play Fire decks, please. Um, <laughs> but Luke Metal definitely here to stay. Um, so I guess Tana Scorch players is your time to shine, right? <laughs> there you go.
1: Yeah, if you're a Tana Scorch lover out there, you heard it here. I mean, you, you probably didn't need to know. If you're a Sena Scorch lover, you're like deep, you're in. Right. Like, I don't think anyone's like, "Yeah, I think I'll play Sena Scorch today." No, they. Like, love I feel like you're either yeah, you you love Sena Scorch, right? You're just all in <laughs> on Sena So that's so true. Yeah, go for it.
0: Nobody's <laughs> a, nobody has a middle ground on Sena Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so true.
0: <laughs> well, thank you all so much for your continued support and listening thank you to link is back 88 for the raid during the stream today and the bulba gang for joining us Uh, we appreciate all your continued support if you're listening on a podcasting platform be sure to rate and review it helps us get discovered easier so we can deliver more content to you guys and we will catch you in the next episode peace see ya